and welcome to Broadcast is Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. We have a little pep in our step when we have Jesus with us. So Mandy Fugut is with us from Guatemala. So we're talking to Mandy from Guatemala. She has an orphanage with her family there. Their house can house 20 children. So we were just talking, we were talking for a while before we started recording, but we are just learning all about their orphanage in Guatemala and their organization is called the few days here incorporated. So how's it going, Mandy? It is really great, Ricky. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, and we were talking beforehand. <laughs> we have to tell everyone because it's funny. Mandy is like, got a fire lit under her for Jesus. And she's just sharing what the Lord is doing. And I was just like, wait a minute, we got to start. We got to start. We got to start. Everybody's got to hear this. So I really want to know how you guys started this orphanage because you guys are not from Guatemala. So tell us a little bit about who you guys are. (laughs) No, we're not from Guatemala. We're actually from Florida. My husband's from Lake Placid and I'm from a little town called Fort Ogden. If you don't know where it is, don't, don't be upset because it is tiny. Um, We've known each other since we were children and my husband um, really liked doing short-term mission trips. He had been to Jamaica and then he got invited to come to Guatemala on, it was like a, like a, gosh, one of those trips where they, they didn't really have any of the ministry done. It was just like a vision cast type of situation. And he came back and he was like, Manny, this is great. You know, we should go to Guatemala. This was uh, well on I don't know, 12 years ago or so. Oh, wow. And, um, my children were smaller, um, and I was like, you know, no, I'm good. I'm good here. You know, I'll take care of the kids. You go. You be adventurous, boy. You do you. I'm going to stay here. I know what developing country plumbing looks like, and I'm. it's a hard pass for me. Okay. Well, then the Lord started working a whole lot and started changing a lot of things in our lives, and um, our son was like, Mom, I really want to go at that time, and I was like, okay. And so I said, okay, I'll chaperone. And you know what? That first trip, it was incredible because we go places and we look, I think it's our, in our innate nature to look for the things that are different, yeah. you know? And God was just like, I'm not going to show you all the things that are different here. I'm going to show you all of the things that are so much the same that you weren't even prepared to to have your eyes open to. And it was opportunity that that so many women here in Guatemala don't have, you know, um, the availability for clean drinking water, for health care. I mean, we're talking women's health care, um, not just the basic, but like women's health care is really overlooked as well, you know, mm-hmm. and that we're, we're mamas, we're sisters, we're daughters, and we all want what's best for our families. And that's right. what God just kept reiterating that with me. And so, of course, before we even left, we were planning the return trip. So fast forward three years after that, a whole lot of prayer, a whole lot of circling around specific prayers, and God moved us to to Guatemala. Wow. And it was incredible. It was so fast. The way everything happened was just, it was all him. It was all his divine just orchestration of the whole thing. Um, We had family members, we had friends that were, you know, questioning, you know, you're selling your house and you're, you're selling your cars and you're selling your stuff. And, but, but what if God brings you 
brings you back? You know, where are you going to live? And, you know, of course, then we threw it back and said, well, with you guys, you know, in the faces that we saw in that yeah. one, that was hilarious. They're like, what? Yeah. I mean, you guys got rid of everything. And I mean, I saw on your blog about we have moved on May 16th, 2018, but it was a blog post about yeah. something you all did in October of 2016, you know? So, I mean, you just write that you were all in for the glory of the Lord to serve those that he already knew were waiting. So we yeah. sold our house, the cars, all the stuff. We burned our boat. So imagine our surprise when God sent us the affirmation last December that that sweet place that we thought was his forever plan was not going to be our place in Guatemala any longer. What are you talking about there? Yeah. Oh, that was the big move. Oh, man. Okay. okay. So when we moved in 2016, um, and that, that whole thing that I was talking about, it started in July. We were in Guatemala by October. I mean, okay. that was like that fast. Everything just fell into place. Crazy. And yeah, so that's, that's God, though. We did. We lived in um, a little place called Jalapa here in Guatemala. It's very rural, very mountainous. Um just way, way, way out in the country, which was fine for us. I mean, we're rural people, you know, I mean, right. it was super comfortable. That wasn't a hard move. I mean, most people think that first, you know, move, oh my gosh, moved you to Guatemala. Really, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was the next move when he moved us from Jalapa to the city, to this ministry that we're at now, that was the hardest move for us because- really? I mean, he did. He moved us from, you know, country folks, super, super sweet, invite you in. You know, we have our Guatemalan grandmother who lives out there, you know, I mean, yeah. and she invited us in for birthday parties and family dinners. I mean, that's, we were just welcomed right into the fold. And then he moved us into the city and that's where we are now. We're actually um, in a small part, uh, an outskirt of Guatemala City. And the okay. traffic, the traffic here in Guatemala, I can liken it to Atlanta rush hour traffic really on, on steroids and motorcycles in between every car, wow. like the, oh. like the lane so, between the cars. Mandy, I have to tell you in Alabama the other day, I sent this to my husband, but, um, one of the, a journalist up in Birmingham posted a video. There was a cow and a dog loose in Alabama. Oh. And I'm like, these are Alabama problems. There was a cow and a dog loose and it was like going in and out of traffic. It was like, we got got that here. We got that here in the city. We got got goats. I mean, it's a struggle. There's struggle. No, I I hope nobody was hurt. I don't know what ended up becoming of that, but I just know relating to your story, the cow and the dog were loose on the interstate and they were weaving in and out of traffic. So why not? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, keep going. <laughs> but yeah. And so, um, and that was, that was crazy to me because we came when we were living in Jalapa, we were working with another ministry and we came to be house parents. We came to love on 10 children in a house. And that's what we were. That's what our plan was. You know I mean? Yeah. We, we were like, all right, Lord, you know, 10 babies. And then he's like, hold up, wait a minute. I got something else. And so the end of, um, 2017, he made it very, very clear that it was time for us to go and moved us to the city. And now we have 20 babies, a wow. staff of 16, um, and judicial appointments. We have, um, it's incredible the connections that he's making here. And I just, I laugh because I'm like, I don't question his call at all, but some days I just, I'm like, Lord, are you serious? do you, are you sure you have the right girl for this job? Wow. Because it is, it's incredible. Um, 
And we just heard the phone ring in the, the background. Phone was so, ringing. Hang on just a second. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so glad you can edit that. And seriously, we had no Spanish whenever we moved here. So all of that right there was all God. Wow. I'm serious. And some days the Spanish really isn't that good. It depends on the level of caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, all of my days are spent completely in Spanish. I wanted to, how old are your kids right now? The, the children we have in the Hogar or my biological children? Your biological children. My son is going to be 21 in September mm -hmm. and my daughter is 14. Yeah. Wow. 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 And so are they all there with you? No, my son actually lives in Florida. Okay. And this, um, this is just like new information that I just yeah. got probably a week ago, but he is getting ready to propose to his girlfriend. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, they, they've been together for a little bit. She's a really, really, really sweet young woman. And I'm, I'm really happy for them. I mean, yeah. it's a good thing. That's and then, exciting. Um, and then my daughter, yeah, she lives here with us and she does, um, she does an online academy out of the U.S. and she she loves it. She's this is her life, you know. Right now, currently, she's attending um, a camp in the U.S. from our our sending church from Lake Placid. We're okay. doing a youth camp, so she was able to to go and hang out with her friends, and I'm excited for her because last year was really really rough here in Guatemala for the kids because they weren't even allowed to come out of their houses. What? Yeah. I mean, and, and living here in the city, it was, it's really rough because we have walls and we have razor mm. wire and we have condominium complexes that are house after house after house. So if you right. couldn't leave your house, <laughs> you were stuck in these little small areas, but um, by the grace of God, we have this wonderful property here with our kids. So you know, for her to get out, she came to the Hogar and hung out and, you know, walked around the garden and, and was able to get out a little bit. But as far as going to stores and um, even the grocery store, she couldn't go in the grocery store. There were limits on to how many people could go in the stores. Yeah. And yeah. It was, it was a crazy, a crazy thing. So. Wow. To, to get out and go. She's like, yeah, I'll take every opportunity to go now. I mean, before she was like, no, nah, I'm going to stay at home. Now she's yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Um, on your blog, you mentioned Esther 414, you know, such a time as this. Oh, and, God. you know, God has prepared you. He's equipped you. I mean, you're raising children. You're raising babies. I mean, just all the different ages of the lives that you all work with and you're just praying to be an impact for Christ to them. And you guys have made a huge leap of faith. And I, I just think, you know, so many people read the verse from Esther 414, where it's like, he's prepared me for such a time as this. And could you just talk to us about how God has prepared you to do what you guys are doing? Oh, wow. How has he not? I think I think we try to whitewash all of the things from our past for a time such as this. I mean, how is it how is it not possible to look at everything that the Lord has done in our lives up to this point? I think sometimes we try to whitewash maybe some of the negative things or some of the places where we've fallen short, but it's in that there's so much grace because he yeah. uses all of that. Yeah. Um, all of the bad choices that we made in the past actually when we when we seek him and we we 
find restitution and we receive his grace and the forgiveness of everything that he provides for us, then we move forward and we actually have a testimony that can reach a group of people specific to that type of decision that perhaps that they're making in their lives as well. And so how is he preparing me for this in every way possible? He called me to homeschool our kids. That was a huge, that was one of the biggest leaps of faith. And then then we, we did that. And um, my daughter is 14 and she's never been in a a public school setting at all. She's always been homeschooled. It's not for everybody. Now I'll tell you that, but I mean, this has just absolutely worked for our family. Um, I was the director of a a pregnancy care center in Lake Placid, you know, with mamas that, and mamas and daddies, you know, faced with unplanned pregnancies and, you know, what did that look like for the landscape of their lives? And wow, I mean, there were, there were choices that were being made, you know, um, women would come in very much abortion minded. And then, you know, after realizing that they didn't have to walk this scary walk alone, Mm. that, you know, parenting didn't sound as scary, that they were willing to choose life for their babies. That was something that was huge. While I was homeschooling, we were doing this. And then God was just preparing me and opening my eyes to the Hispanic population in Guatemala, not in Guatemala, but in in Lake Placid. And then in that, he opened my eyes to the the prospect of, you know, women and and children in Guatemala as well through um, short-term mission work. And that's how it all just kind of, he he built it. It didn't snowball. He built this thing intricately. And then when he brought brought us here to Guatemala, it just something, absolutely that last little piece clicked into place. And we were like, okay. And um, it's incredible. I mean, because there's so many cases um, that we see here of young women um, either victimized, uh, brutalized, or just choosing to... Yeah. You just make choices for themselves that they they really don't have any other uh, foundation for making any other better choice for themselves and finding themselves with unplanned pregnancies over and over and over again. And these are the children a lot of the times that we see, um, especially when we have larger sibling groups. We're not talking about a mama who's in her 50s. We're talking about a mama who has six kids who's maybe 30, maybe mm-hmm. 30. Um, we actually have a, a case like that right now where there are six children and mama's 27 and the oldest child is 14. Yeah. I mean, when wow. you do the math on that, you're like, she's just a baby herself. Yeah. You know? And so how do you, how do you minister to that woman the same way that you minister to a woman in a pregnancy care center? I mean, and it's just, yeah. it's just crazy. Um, just how God was like, okay, you're going to need this and you're going to need to know how to homeschool because, Hey, 2020 is going to happen to you. Just wait. It'll be fun. They said, no, not really. But I mean, we (laughs) we had eight kids last year, eight children, school age that we homeschooled. Wow. And it's you, your husband and your daughter who are, and then the staff and we have staff. Yeah. Right. so, and, and it was really crazy too, the homeschooling thing, because Guatemala, like the world wasn't prepared to have, to send all the material home. I mean, right. the material at best here, um, is not as much as you would want it to be. So, I mean, I was teachers paid teachers was like my go-to place last year. And I bought a laminator and made sure I had enough ink, ink and all of that printer cartridges and yeah. Off we rolled, and I tell you what, our kids really showed a lot of progress last year. I That's rewarding. 
I couldn't have been happier with how everything went. And my staff, man, they, they really learned a lot last year. And that's, that's the thing too, Ricky. I mean, it's not just taking care of babies. I mean, when we moved, it was for 10 kids. We were like, okay, 10. And it just seems like, you know, every time I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, and I try to have my, my, my nice little neat box. This is years past yeah. because I've, I've long since, you know, tried to put God in a box because just no Lord, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, just let me want the same thing. But, yeah. you know, before it's like, okay, it's going to be nice and neat. It's going to be the thing. And we all know that life is messy and ministry mm-hmm. is messy. And he doesn't call us to those neat and tidy places. He calls us into these places where there is hurt and there is dirt and there is just emotional dirt, if if you will. And it's just, it's incredible that he's like, go, go and do this. You you may not be a hundred percent right now where you think that you're ready for this, but I know that I have you covered. You go and let me do this. You yeah. go, you be obedient in that. And I will, I will show you, I will show you my heart. I will show you what really genuinely matters to me. And wow. in that, wow. in that. It's, yeah. It's well, yeah. for someone who's listening and because I can't imagine you guys ever imagined you guys would be doing ministry. I mean, you from what you sound like, you're like working woman, you know, working family, you know, living your life, raising your kids. And for someone listening who wants to be a missionary where they are, you know what I mean? Like somebody, because yeah. our thing is like, hey, let's broadcast God's love. Let's use our position no matter what it is to broadcast God's love. And we had Caleb Pierce on a couple weeks ago and he was just talking about like, sometimes God calls you to stop what you're doing and like pick up everything and follow him. Like Matthew, you know, he was a tax collector and he like dropped his work and followed him. Um, I mean, the other, the other disciples did too, but just to say like where God has you, you know, like he has called you and you guys moved, you guys made a big move for the person who's listening who wants to be in ministry of some sort, but doesn't, I don't, I don't want to put a title on it. Like, I just want to stay away from titles. Just, they want to serve the Lord. What can you say to encourage them? Cause you have a fire inside of you that I know is the Holy spirit. Like you energize me just by talking. And so, and I know that's the Holy spirit. I know that's God. So what would you say to encourage someone listening who wants to be a mirror for Christ who wants to bring it back to God and give him the glory, give him the credit that he's due in conversation with people. What would you say to encourage someone who wants to be shining God's light? Oh my goodness. Just do it. Just be about it. Um, He gives us so much wonderful wisdom and the words to use. And he shows himself to us in the Bible and he shows us himself every day. Just be open to to what he's doing around you. It, you don't have to pack up your whole house. You don't have to sell all your stuff. You don't have to, to burn your boats, um, to move to another country, to another city, or to another state, you know, wherever. You don't have to do that. But just start where you are right now and start 
looking around for those opportunities where he's showing you himself, your neighbors. I mean, that was probably some of our first ministry that we were doing was to our neighbors. We were loving on our neighbors. I mean, just the people, you know, in our little, the four, the four square part around our home, you know, we would, we would minister to them. We would check on them. We would love on them. And then from that he grows and that's what he does. You start with those, those very humble beginnings. And I think that's what everybody's afraid of. Well, where do I start? Right. Start small. And then when you get that down, he gives you more. I mean, it's that whole to those who, who are good stewards of little will also be given much, you know what I mean? And that's, that's exactly where we are. I mean, and through everything you, you check yourself. I mean, you're, you're checking yourself constantly. The spirit is checking you, you know? And I mean, I think that is probably the, the easiest way to do that is just start small. Yeah. Start small. Don't, don't go out. I'm going to change the world and set the world on fire. You know, some people do some people, that's what the Lord does. And it's just right out the gate that way. For a lot of us, though, it starts with those small moments, those small things, those quiet moments where you hear him whisper these things. Sometimes it's in the grocery store where you see a mama struggling with some kid, you know, with her kids. You know, we all have those days where you're like, okay, do I have the strength to take this brood of children to the grocery store? You know, I just yeah. don't, well, I don't know if I can emotionally handle it. Yeah. You know, I yes. mean, but we, we've been there, you know, yeah. and if you haven't been there, you know, when your time comes, you will know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. You know? To the moms who say, or not to the moms, to the people who one day become mothers and who are not mothers right now and are saying, I will never be like that with my child in the store. <laughs> this is for you, oh, sweetheart. You're going to eat your words, girl. You're going to eat your words. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, just, we love you. Yeah, we love you. We love you. You're going to eat those words. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just, you know, compassion goes a long way and seeing and seeing each other, you know, yeah. like, oh, I see you over there. I see you struggling. I see yeah. you trying to grab that box of cereal. That's the, the healthiest option while your child's trying to throw fruity pebbles in the buggy. Exactly. I when see shoving you. I granola in their mouth. <laughs> trying, you know, it's over and you know, you know what, mama, I see you. Yeah. And these yeah. days, I know it's hard right now, mama. I'm not going to tell you to, you know, like everybody, the days pass by, you know, pass by fast. You know, a mama in that circumstance, she doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. She just wants to know that, mama, I see you and you're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Your true. baby, your babies, listen, she, I can see your, your baby dressed herself. Thank you for letting your baby go out of the house with mixed match shoes on <laughs> and a feather boa and a crown on. Thank you for that because that little girl is going to be one that's going to change the world because you let her be her. You didn't yeah. try to put her in a box. You didn't try to, you know, conform her. You are yeah. doing a good thing, mama. And I mean, it's that. It's just those simple things. Yeah. You know what? And you know what? Jesus loves you just the same. So girl, you put on your spiritual crown and you do you and just know that I see you and God sees you too and Jesus loves you. And yeah. that just those little things like that make such a big difference. And it doesn't have to be a big move. It's just, it's moving across that aisle and actually, you know what, God, let me be your speaker box. Let me, let, let me be less of me and more of you and let them see you and less of me. Yes. Amen. That's a good prayer. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be my, my encouragement for someone who wants to do mission you you do mission where you are. He has us everywhere. I don't think the mission field has boundaries. 
Mm-hmm. I never have. I've yeah. never thought, you know, you hear people, we're on the field. Well, so are you. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's a mission field and it's a battlefield because we're all in that fight for our souls. We're all in our fight for in the fight for our eternity. And we know that we're on the winning side, but that doesn't make that day to day. It doesn't make it less of a struggle because yeah. it's an everyday thing. It's a, it's a renewing of your mind. It's a renewing of your heart. It's a recommittal every day to, to be obedient and to live that life full in the way that the Lord would have us live because he didn't sacrifice everything for us to live less than that. Yeah. Well, and just some clarifying verses about picking up everything and like selling it and then following God. Um, and this just totally reminds me of you guys, Mark 10, 21 and Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go sell all that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Okay. The last one I'm going to read Mark eight thirty four, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples. He said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. When I read all that, talking about distributing to the poor, like leaving everything and following God, um, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I mean, it doesn't matter what your address is. Let him deny myself, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I just want to know what you think about those scriptures, about just like, leaving what's in the past, selling all that you have, where does that take you? Because I'm sure in your brain, you're like, oh my gosh, like the Lord has totally taken me here. But I just want to know where he has you as I read those scriptures. Wow. Yeah. To pick up your cross on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It is every day. You don't just one day go, you know what? No, I don't think today I'm going to do that whole Christian thing. I think I'm just going to like do this over here. No, you are, you are a follower of Christ every day of your life. And you, you are, hopefully, you know, you make that decision. Okay. I'm going to be obedient today. And that is in your obedience. That is you picking up your cross. That is you doing what it is that you were made for. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think so many times there's so much focus put on, oh, well, the stuff and the things. I will tell you, selling our home was, I mean, God orchestrated everything, but selling our home and selling, you know, material things, yeah. those and moving to Guatemala, with the exception of marrying my husband, that was the easiest decision of my life. Really? It really was the easiest. And he will agree with you. He will tell you the exact same thing. There was nothing hard in that other than telling some some people close to us that didn't necessarily understand right right doing I mean we didn't have everybody patting us on the back saying go do you be missionaries we had we had resistance and um that was hard but in that too Ricky I mean not everybody's gonna be the same heart and it's in that that our lives live will be the testimony of what God is capable of yeah, and what he is currently doing in our lives. So we share that and they may never understand what, why we, why we've chosen to be obedient, why God brought us to Guatemala, why all of this is the way that it is. But you know what? 
I may not ever see the full fruit of what this is. I know I won't see the full fruit of what this life lived looks like until I'm, I'm in heaven with Jesus. There's no way. And I think in that there's that patience, you know, I mean, what, what does all of that look like? I don't need to know all of that right now. I know that he shows me glimpses of himself and I see fruit of, of patience. I see fruit of his, his goodness and his love. And I see how he works and how he is working here. And I see how he's working there with, with family and friends as well. And there's so many questions and so many conversations that have been posed because it is such a strange thing. What do you mean you sold your house? What do you mean you did all of these things? It is an innate thing that the world tells you, you need to have all of these things. And God's like, you know what? You don't need to worry about those things because I got you covered. Yeah. I mean, and it's in that, that, you know, especially, you know, families, you know, we, we had, this was funny. Okay. This was super funny. One of the comments we received, um, people asked if we were bringing our kids with us. What do we, yeah. what do you mean you're in Guatemala? Like it was perfectly acceptable for my husband and I to move to Guatemala because it's unsafe, but you know, what are you going to do with your kids? We, we can't leave them at home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> why would we them leave them? <laughs> exactly. We sold the house. Yes. Sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Mark 10, 21. Wow. Like, do you just feel like your treasure is in heaven? Oh my gosh, I know my treasure's in heaven. Yeah. I know. And I know that the treasure that he has for us here on earth is inside alabaster jars. That's us. Mm-hmm. We we are his treasure. We have the Holy Spirit. Holy, we have the Holy Spirit residing in all of us. Yeah. And it's it's that he showed us that the treasure is not in stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put his treasure in stuff. It's all dust as far as he's concerned. Our souls are what he fight is what he died for is what he and you know the heavenly the heavenly body they fight for our souls yeah. and that's what that's what the big battle is for Ricky it's for our souls and our souls reside in us and that that is the treasure and I know that with each baby that comes here that little person has such great purpose. And there is a reason why God has brought them to us. And it is in the time that we have them, that we are to plant those seeds. We are to, to teach those babies to, to restore health wise, those babies to lift them up to him, to, to show them what genuine true love is, who Christ is, what he did for them. Yeah. And not all of them are going to stay with us forever. I mean, we were just talking earlier that we were in the middle of adoption meetings this morning. And that is beautiful. That is beautiful to watch a baby come in and be restored and to watch that baby go from very sickly, very frail, very much neglected and abandoned. You know, and you can see that, you know, this little person inside, you know, this little person with the, the lack of luster in their eyes, you can you can tell that they just they feel it. You they just feel lost and alone. And then as you watch them know who Christ is, to know what love is, to know what continuity of care is, to watch them just blossom. Right. That is beautiful. And then to watch that little person that is now ready for a forever home go into the loving arms of their mom and dad. You know, that, that is beautiful. 
And I, I thank God every day for the blessing of the position that I have, that I get to do that. Right. You know, I mean, we've heard it before and after, you know, before so many times that, you know, God versus get, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't got to do that. I get to do that. Right. And that, yes. that is so, so, so beautiful. I mean, you know, when, when God moved us here, you know, there was so many different parts of, of ministry that perhaps we had romanticized um, because we, we had done ministry in the U.S., but not to the degree of where it was full-time ministry because my husband was a sheriff's deputy. And okay. so that was, that was a whole thing too, um, which was incredible how God really worked all of that out. And um, so he left his, his deputy position to come on to, to come on as a full-time missionary, which there were a lot of really great questions and conversations that were had, you know, in different social circles there as well, which all to the glory of God, seriously. Right. Yeah. I mean, he moved us here and there were so many different things. And we're like, can you believe we get to do this? We get to, we get to be together and we get to serve the Lord and we get to do all of these things. And then, you know, on some days we're like, okay, this is what the list looks like. And then we're like, okay, we still get to be together. We still get to do these things, but the list is a little bit more harrowing these days than it was in the very beginning. And um, I mean, there's just so many more people that were that he's, he's given us charge of at this point, you know, 20 kids and 16 staff members. And, you know, there's so many different inner working pieces of everything um, here that make, that make everything run smoothly here in the, in the children's home that, you know what, God is good and faithful to us all. And yeah. I, I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm like, I got to do that. Um, Cause I'm so grateful that I get to do this because, you know, I, I don't ever want to lose how special this is. Not everybody gets to do gets to do what their heart genuinely desires. And I mean, I don't know that we ever put enough of, you know, we we give ourselves enough attention to to really realize what it is that it is our heart's desire because God knows. I think we get maybe a little scared to to actually think about what that would mean and how that would draw us out of our comfort places. You know what I mean? I think yeah. um, to really go after what our hearts desire sometimes is uncomfortable. Yeah. But, oh gosh, the, the glory to God that, that, I'm, that I'm able to give. I mean, because it's all him. You know, none of, this, none of this has been orchestrated by me, praise God. Yeah. And none of this is under, is none of this is under my control. Again, praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is all him. And I get, I just, I get to show up, you know, I get to show up to the party and he gets to, he gets to shine through all of the darkness that comes at us sometimes. And it's just, it's a huge blessing and I'm so grateful. Yes. Oh man. That's a great perspective for anyone listening. Um, Yeah. God, you are good. And thank you for equipping people like Mandy and her husband, Shane, to do your work in Guatemala so the few days here incorporated, um, I want to ask you the last question that I always ask every guest. Um, I think you know what it is, but what Bible verse is helping you in this season? Oh, girl. I love this. Okay. This goes back to um, a, Bible, a Bible study I think um, I was a part of several years ago. And it okay. was to how our words, um, uh, what are our words 
you know, doing in our lives? You know, what, what are they? Are they, they the good words? Are they the bad words? What are our thoughts like? You know, all of these things that we surround ourselves with because the world is just saturated with words and thoughts and all of these things. Right. And, um, it, it Preaching. Really, it, 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 <laughs> I feel it, like every time I scroll Instagram, somebody's trying to tell me something. I'm like, what do you want to tell me now? Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts? And yes. silence. Stop but, preaching at me. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your words and thoughts? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and this kind of just, it, I love whenever the Lord just reduces stuff down to like just the good stuff. You know, like you take a, you take like a balsamic vinegar and you reduce that thing down and it cooks all of the other parts off, but you're just left with that balsamic reduction. That's just sweet and delicious. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? And so this is the balsamic reduction of this. Um, it was the, the acronym plant P L A N T and it's pure, lovely, admirable, noble, and true. And are your words and are your thoughts, are they planting things that are pure, lovely, admirable, noble, and true? And if they're not, then you need to stop. Mm. If you're in a place where it's not, if you're not P-L-A-N-T, if you're not planting, then stop. Because any of that is not of the spirit. That's that mm. negativity. That's that, that downward spiral. That's that tornado trying to spin you out. Yeah. Trying like, to spin you out. Like I you cannot go on and not say, trying to spin you out. Like the enemy is lurking. <laughs> the Always. enemy is trying to stay from that. But yeah, keep going. Sorry. Always. And that battle, our, our battle is for our, for our hearts, for our mm-hmm. time, for our souls, for control of our minds. I mean, there's a reason why the Bible says it's a renewing of your mind every single day, every single minute. When you find yourself under that attack, if it's not pure, if it's not lovely, if it's not admirable, noble, or true, then stop it because those seeds that you're allowing to, to sprout out in your heart, in your mind, those are things that are not of the spirit. Yeah. Seeds. You're lovely, admirable, noble, true plant. That's just beautiful. P L A N T. I'm going (laughs) to always remember that now. It's like, um, never eat soggy waffles, North, (laughs) South, East, West. (laughs) Yes. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You, and I find myself, you know, if I'm like kind of grumbling, cause you know, we're human yeah. and we have those days, man. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, man, where? and then I'm like, is it pure? Yeah. Is it, yeah. You know, is it pure? If it's not pure, then you just stop right there. Right. And most, and most of the time our negative stuff, it has no purity to it whatsoever. So I love the fact that it starts with pure. Yeah. And if you get that, if you get back pure, you're like, it's just pure rotten. Okay. Well, is it lovely? Nope. And then you stop. Right. I mean, right. Right. Well, I mean, and all of these things, and it speaks to um, Galatians five twenty two through twenty six. Yes, you, you are you planting those seeds that'll bear fruit of the spirit. Yes, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Yeah. Are you doing that? Because if it's not any of those nine words. Because I, honestly, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to remember the nine words in order like that. You know, I, I yeah. do have them, you know, right there in my Bible, but yeah. plant, I can remember that plant so much easier. And that plant takes me right to Galatians five twenty two through 26. Yes. And, and you yes. know, if, and if I'm not planting those seeds and that's honestly, in every, this season of my life, and I'll tell you the season of my life right now is almost five years long because I consider this season in Guatemala such an incredible learning period for me and for my family, 
um, and such a great opportunity that if I'm not planting these seeds with everyone that I have contact with, then I am missing, missing it. I'm missing the main reason why the Lord has me here. And that, that big one, that love, listen, you got to love and you got to have joy in that love. And I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy because there are times where it's really hard, but man, you still find joy and he will give you peace mm-hmm. in the middle of the storms and that forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. You know, I think faithfulness, we have a tendency to run away. We have a tendency to, to be that lost sheep, you know, in our, yeah. own. I mean, in our mind, you know, all of it. You yeah. Know? Yes. Gentleness and self-control. I mean, if these are, if this is what we can exhibit. In, in our daily walk, and this is what people see, this is what you want them to see. You want them to see the Holy Spirit coming out yeah. of you. Yes. So, what is that? Um, Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. That is a big deal. That is a big deal right there. Yeah. You know, let us let us walk with the Spirit. Let us not get wrapped up in our own understanding, but let us keep keep step with the Spirit. And I think sometimes the Spirit maybe walks a little bit faster than what we want to. And I think in that, that's beautiful. And sometimes the spirit walks a little bit slower than we want to. And that's beautiful too. And if we keep pace with him, then we stay in the will of the Lord. And in that, we're not wandering out as lost little sheep because we're walking in step with our shepherd, with our Lord. Yeah. I think there's so many times when I feel like, God, where are you in this situation? And then he comes through like a week or two weeks or a month later and Uh he like comes in in full force. And I'm like, why didn't I trust you in the Valley? Like what in the world? (laughs) I am so forgetful. But when you were just talking about the pace, like sometimes he moves slower or faster, he's working. Uh (laughs) He's not sleeping, you know, like he's with you and remembering him in that Valley is so important. There was one thing you mentioned. I want to pull up the verse. Um, So when you were talking about thoughts in our head, I just want to share this verse. We've shared it before in the same podcast, but Mark 8, 38, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Sometimes we think about ourselves a lot. We think about what we're doing, why we're doing it, what's going on, but this verse, Mark 8, 38, is pretty much like, get over yourself, you know, let him by <laughs> himself and take up his cross and follow me. Because, I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier. And I just wanted to read that verse because I think anybody listening can get in their head. I mean, like yeah. I was listening to a podcast and they were saying like the war is eight inches between your ears, you know, I'm like, that's a big head, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess they really needed the scripture. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, yes, like we have to deny ourselves and follow him, pick up our cross and follow him. So all that to say, I have just really enjoyed this time with you, Mandy. 
Is there any way that we can connect with you? I know you're on Instagram, the few days, wait, 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 the few days here incorporated and then yeah. the few days here.com. So how can we connect with you? Yeah. Um, through Insta, um, on Facebook, our website is the few days Please check us out. Come visit, send us, send us comments. We love, we love to hear from you. Um, uh, we love when people are able to come visit. I mean, unfortunately right now because of the panoramic and I know it's pandemic, but panoramic just kind of showcases more of what 2020 did. It kind of gave us a more broader view of everything in the world. Did it not? Yeah, it did. Yeah. So I call it the panoramic and it sounds a little bit less like pandemic, but um, anyway, I love play on words anyway. So there's that, but yeah, we would, we'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, the email is, uh, the few days here at gmail.com. Please feel free to, to send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, you know, have a little dialogue, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible what we're able to do. And we, we just invite you to come join us in this, you know, check out the pictures and, and follow along on different stories of some of our kids. And, you know, we, we really are so grateful for, all of our supporters. We are so grateful for our church families. We're church, and I say families because we've got several church families that just wrap around care, love us, and we thank we thank the Lord for them. We thank the Lord for our 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 biological families um, in Florida and Georgia. We just we're so grateful for them um, and for all of their love and support um, for all of our supporters for their love, their support, and their prayers. I mean, seriously, without Without those three things, um, I think it would be very, very much, much more, much harder. I think, I think it would be a much harder, um, life living away from family. But again, our purpose here is very much solid and God continues to, to reiterate, to grow, um, to challenge us. And I think it it is just an incredible, an incredible blessing to be able to do to do this live here. That's good. Well, thank you, Mandy. Thank you for your time. And at the end of every podcast, we pray, Lord, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>